0: Now let's spend some time with God's Word. As we were singing that last song, it was, there was something about the heartbeat of my life is to worship in your light. And it's, it just struck me that often when we've done something wrong, this is not my preach, <laughs> but often if we've done something wrong, we want to hide in the dark right, then you don't want to be revealed, and there's almost a sense of, uh, wow, you know, can I sing that now, like your heartbeat of of my life is to worship in your life, like is my heart so pure that I actually really want to be in God's light all the time, and often, I don't know about you, but often it isn't for me, um, I'm aware of all the things that I fall short in, and, uh, but it's God's grace, it's God's amazing uh, grace that actually allows us to be able to sing those words, for real. And we don't ever have to hide anything from God. We can actually bring our lives into the light of God because that is where there is acceptance and forgiveness. So, yeah, that's hit me while we were singing. That's amazing, isn't it? So, this t-shirt needs some explanation, because I've had it for a couple of, <laughs> couple of months, <laughs> and, uh, and I've wanted to wear this to church, and then Liesl says, I can't, uh, my lovely wife Liesl. She says, no, no, I can't wear that. It's, it, it's my, one of my favorite quotes from Star Wars on it, it says, uh, it, it is Darth Vader speaking, so he says, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> so for those, for those Star Wars fans out there I find your lack of faith disturbing <laughs> So she says I can't wear that But this morning um, I've worked a little bit of Star Wars into my preach So I can wear this t-shirt, see, there's context for it So I'll start off with this There's a little snippet that never made it to the real of Star Wars, right? But it, what happens in this scene, they didn't make it to the movie, is Obi-Wan takes Luke Skywalker out, a, a, a young Skywalker out, for supper. And they go and have sushi. So, and they have some noodles, just like Chinese and, and stuff. And Obi-Wan's got the two little uh, what are those, two little sticks that you eat with when you eat Chinese, Chopsticks. And he's eating expertly with it, like you would think a Jedi master would, you know. He's picking up that sushi, dipping it, and putting it in his mouth, almost showing off, you know, his skill with the chopsticks. I don't know about you, but most of us struggle with chopsticks. So, a young Luke Skywalker is sitting in the scene, and he's trying to eat with the chopsticks, but everything keeps on falling off. And it lands on the table, and it's everywhere, it's a mess. And later on, he's Lateran's trying with two hands, but he's not getting any of the food in his mouth. And Obi-Wan looks at Skywalker and he says, Luke, use the forks. <laughs> so, <laughs> use the forks. Right? Okay. The point of this story is that... Um, When they made Star Wars, the force was actually very much uh, based on what we as Christians feel is the Holy Spirit. So that's what they did. The writers of Star Wars went, looked at the religions of the world, and incorporated all of it into Star Wars. And they made it on a different planet, so nobody can actually say, you know what, we take offense. Because it's a story. It's a, it's a fantasy. So nobody can take offense, but everybody can relate. See, brilliant. That's why they're so good. That's why everybody actually finds a relation to Star Wars somewhere. Because no matter what religion you're in, you're going to find some elements of your religion in the story. And the force, they thought, was the Holy Spirit. So, you know, if you have enough concentration... You can almost think that you could lift this cup, you know, like that doesn't work. So, or is it, is it faith? You know, does Luke have enough faith in the force and then he moves objects and he does all kinds of interesting things, fights better, or is it because he's living the Jedi way? He's, he's obeying the commands, but you see, he doesn't actually in the movie, even he doesn't, and he doesn't lose the force. Uh, what is it that makes him able to use the force? What is it able make, What is it that we need to do so that we can use the force of the Holy Spirit? Well, here's the story. Uh, the Holy Spirit isn't a force. They got it wrong. The Holy Spirit isn't an it or a thing. Because often people talk, speak about the Holy Spirit as a, as it or the Holy Spirit. It's sort of like a object or an invisible thing that permeates all living matter and binds us together, right? It's not that. The Holy Spirit is an actual person. So it's not a force. It's a person. It's the third person of a triune God that we believe in. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. A person. So I thought... I. Actually, we didn't Google this. I went to Josh Jane's website. And I looked at the Josh Jen website. Because we have a statement of faith as Josh Jen. And we actually write on our website what we believe about the Holy Spirit. So I'll read this to you from the website of Josh Jen. He is the third member of the triune God. Jesus promised that he would send his spirit to live inside of each of his followers. He is the one who enables Jesus' followers to live their life according to God's standard, to empower them to continue the work Jesus started, sharing the good news message that people can be saved from the consequences of their sin with every person in the world. Though the Holy Spirit lives in every believer, he is not necessarily filling every believer to overflowing. This often manifests itself in empowered sharing of the good news and a flow of the gifts of the Holy Spirit which he gives to build up and strengthen the family of believers in this very task. We believe that by praying for each other this overflow of the Holy Spirit will take place. The more we surrender to the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit the more each believer will experience his transforming and enabling power. That's the Holy Spirit. Not A force. So the trinity. What were all those big words? The trinity, the triune God. Okay, so it's God the Father. So what do you think of when I say God the Father? Youth. What do you think of God the Father? Anything. Who's God the Father? Throw it out. Abba Father. You know, just a... Funny Hebrew word for father actually, Abba. Our daddy, right? So if you hear people praying Abba, it's just dad, father. More than father, what? The creator of the universe. has that? That's what comes to mind for me. Majesty, power. God sitting on his throne in majesty and power. It says this the robe of God the Father, the King. It spans over the whole universe. What else? Holiness, righteousness. That's a good one for us, righteousness. Um, and then I think the most important attribute of God the Father for me would be mercy and love. Because that's the one that I, that I desperately need is his mercy and his love. Jesus. Let's try that one. The second person of the, of the Trinity. Savior. Advocate. Son of God Lamb of God Lion of Judah Healer Brother So what do I have? Redeemer Savior and advocate It's an important one He's my friend Who gave his life for me And he's the, lion, the Lamb of God Which that's the, the He gave his life for me But, but he also comes back As king. Over the universe to rule. Ruler. That's the lion of Judah concept. That he will be ruling. He'll come back. Not as a lamb. When he comes back. When we see him again. He's not going to be a lamb. He's going to be fearsome. And on our side. Well. Depending on which side we are. (laughs) I'm on his side. The Holy Spirit. Comforter. Counselor, friend, helper, convictor, convicts us of sin. Yes. So, conscience is what I have here. So, the Holy Spirit, word of God in my heart. It's God's word in my heart. Um, there's a scripture here, it's way down in my notes somewhere. Jeremiah 31:33 says that God will put the law in our minds and write it on our hearts. There was a scripture in the Old Testament, and that's the Holy Spirit is that He puts the word in our minds and in our hearts. It's amazing. Uh, he's our conscience, He's our guide. In other words, he speak to us, and he gives us the power to live. He's a messenger. He's my constant companion. And he reminds us, us that we are children of God. So in Romans 8 verse 16, Jesus was t- talking about the Holy Spirit. Well, that's Paul, but yeah. <laughs> I'll get to what Jesus said. But in Romans it says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. So it's through the Holy Spirit that we know who we are, that we are children of God. It gives us our identity. He gives us our identity. So Jesus spoke of the coming of the Holy Spirit, and that's in John 14, and it says, And I will ask the Father, Jesus speaking, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth... The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So that's Jesus speaking about the Holy Spirit that was going to be sent. Interesting thing there, though, is you said advocate. And it was Jesus, right? Jesus is our advocate. What is an advocate? An advocate is some of you normally in our sense these days, is if you face legal problems, you need an advocate to speak on your behalf to the judge. So it testifies about you to somebody else, and says, but you know, he, he didn't mean to do something wrong, or he actually did not do something wrong, and explains your case. So that's what Jesus does in heaven. He is our advocate to the Father, and he sits on the right hand of the Father, and he speaks on our behalf. He's our advocate. But Jesus said, and he will give you another advocate. So the Holy Spirit's also an advocate. So, but, and it hit me when I, when I read this, is that, what does it mean, another advocate? Jesus is our advocate before God. But the Holy Spirit is God's advocate to us. So the, as much as Jesus is telling God about us, the Holy Spirit is here telling us about God. So he's, he's here on behalf of God and telling us about the Father. He's saying, you know what, the, reminding us, it says that. It's just, the Spirit will remind us and testifies that we are God's children. We need constant reminder of that. We need somebody to tell us all time. Who God is. Because we forget. In John um, 14 verse 26. Jesus goes on it says. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit. Whom the Father will send in my name. Will teach you all things. And will remind you of everything I have said to you. Amazing, the Holy Spirit is here to tell us, teach us everything that Jesus taught, to remind us all the time. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So it means we are not alone. Amazing, we have an advocate in heaven and we are not alone here. And here's the other thing. We can understand God's word. So a lot of people, there are some some churches out there that say, don't read the Bible. Actually, the early Roman Catholic Church did not want the people to have the word. And the reason, reason for it was they said, you can't understand it. Well, they did print it in Latin, which helped not to understand it. Um, made it a bit more difficult for people. <laughs> but... Um, The reasoning there was you you can't understand the word. Well, that's true. Without the Holy Spirit, the word is dead to us. It is the Holy Spirit in us that makes the word of God alive, that, that speaks to us through God's word. So what does the Holy Spirit do other than open the word to you? It guides you and it encourages you. Guides you and encourages you. So, um, yeah, on the word, uh, is that scripture, Jeremiah, don't have to put that up. It's like just the scripture that he put the word in our minds and our hearts. So, in the beginning I said Luke Skywalker, you know, if he had enough faith in the force, or if he lived right, or if he followed the code, or something, then he could concentrate enough, have enough faith and he could maybe manipulate the force so what do we do because often I see this, you know we, we get together and we're going to pray somebody's sick um, and we get together, we're going to pray for somebody They seriously ill, we're going to pray and then we try and follow some recipe, maybe if we say the right words like a like a supernatural incantation, you know. Then this person will get healed. I think God sometimes is so gracious that even though we do it, he, he sometimes heals people and listen to us, even though actually we're doing it in unbelief. Is it if I have enough faith? Because what is faith? It's difficult. It's, it's something you can't see. You know, it's that invisible chair that I... You know that picture that people give you? You can sit. Faith is believing. So I can have faith that this chair will hold me. And if I try and sit on it, what will happen? I'll fall. Okay? But if I have faith that this chair will hold me, and I. Will it? Is it holding me? Huh? My kids say no. So I have faith that this chair will hold me. Is it holding me? Is it doing anything? But it will hold me. I have faith. Oh, I've got to prove it. How do I prove it? Oh, I have faith. That would have been funny if it did break. <laughs> it's metal. <laughs> now I'm proving my faith. And it's not in my notes, but that's what Paul says. Like, prove your faith to me. I want to see your works. I want to see your life. Do you have faith? Because only when you sit, you display faith. Faith undisplayed is not doing anything. It's like the chair. It's just there. But is it then faith that, that belief, if I believe enough, I can pray for somebody and raise them from the dead? Like, how would you do that? You know, how would you conjure up belief? I believe one plus one is two. Or do I just know it? I believe the chair will hold me if I sit on it, or do I just know it? It's a difficult concept to, to conjure up faith. But wait, stir it. We have all these different concepts and words. What do I have to do so that the Holy Spirit would move on my behalf. Well, it's a mistake. See, if I try, I'll fail. If I try to have faith, I won't have it. If I try to live on my own, correctly and according to God's rules, I'll fail. So, the little story is... Um, Diesel had a car, her dad gave her a car before we met. And um, she had a Taz, Toyota Taz. Remember Toyota Taz? Not many of them around anymore. Brilliant little car. It might have been the last car that was made without power steering. So, because <laughs> even, t- even a spark light was made with power steering these days. So, true story. Um, I had an Opel Monza then, two liter. Yeah, great car. Anyway, and that had power steering. And um, I drove my car, and And then one morning, I had to drive Liesel's car. I think I just needed to get it out of the way so I could get my car out to go to work. And I was in a hurry, and I jumped into a car, and I almost dislocated my shoulder. Because I just went, and it didn't move. The small little tears, you know, it's like I'd sweat and my, I thought my shoulder was to, seriously sort of like pulled a muscle or something in my shoulder trying to turn the steering wheel of the car because it had no power steering. Now, imagine driving a big 4x4 four four with no power steering. You know, it's almost impossible. I'm going to say, my car, good luck, it is impossible. Without power steering, you will not be able to keep it on the road. It will not go where it needs to go. That is like trying to do things without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you the power. So in Ephesians, we see, we see this. Ephesians 3, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through the Spirit of in your inner being. Power. I don't often go to like the other languages, but the power there is the same word for dynamite. That's the word, the same word as dynamite. In other words, God will give you the explosive power of the Holy Spirit. Not just power steering. Enough power to change the world. The world was changed by dynamite. But it'll be a mistake to try and do that on my own. I can't do it. So, it's through the Holy Spirit that we can do it. So, that answer of, how do I do it, is through the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. So, if you want, um, who? If you want Ellen to help you with something, right? then it'll help to have relationship with him. I'm fairly sure that if I ask Alan for help, he'll help me. Why? Because we have relationship. And based on that relationship, I know that we help one another with things. If we need help, he'll phone me if he needs help. And based on our relationship, he's got an expectation that I will help him. Do we have that relationship with the Holy Spirit? That we can have an expectation that when we pray, He will do it. Because that's how that's how that works. It's having a relationship with God. So our relationship is with God the Father. We have the Holy Spirit moving us to Jesus. And then building relationship with the Father. And then we ask. So, interesting thing is, Jesus, asked, uh, Jesus was asked, how do we pray? Also not in my notes. <laughs> but G- the disciples said to Jesus, how do we pray? We see power in your prayer, Jesus. How do we do it? And he said, pray like this, our Father. Can we pray to the Holy Spirit? Yes, we can. Can we pray to Jesus? Yes, we can. But Jesus said, pray to the Father. So... We can pray to God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But Jesus said, pray to the Father. What does the Holy Spirit do? Well, the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin. It's our conscience. And then points us to the cross. And then when we get to Jesus, we realize, but wait a minute, Jesus paid for my sin by dying on the cross. And that gives us the ability to have relationship with the Father. We can go go away. We can enter into the presence of God the Father and be sitting at his throne. Brothers and friends of Christ. And the Holy Spirit is there to encourage us all the time. And enable us and give us the power to build this relationship. and, And be able to make the heartbeat of my life. Be to be in God's light and his presence. So it's building a relationship with the Holy Spirit that we're after. And a while ago, we felt God move us into prayer as a congregation for more of the Holy Spirit. So before we moved to Otsurin, now almost two years ago, one a year and six months. Now, almost two years ago, <laughs> uh, we had a prophetic word and it said, God will send his spirit like he sends the rain. And how significant that when I, I planned to, to preach on the Holy Spirit during the week, I felt that that's what I, I need to do. And it rained this morning. In Otsurin. So, if it was Cape Town, you would have gone, yeah, all right, you know. (laughs) It's winter, it rains type of thing. Otsurin, it rained this morning. God will send his spirit like he sends his rain. And can we pray for more of the Holy Spirit? Yes. So there's an outpouring of the spirit into us. But then there's the walking this out. There's the building relationship with him. There's the spending time hearing his voice. So if I hang with Alan and all we do is we just watch Formula One together, we won't have much relationship. We'll have fun together, but we won't build relationship. We build more relationship working in his garden, which I have done once. Um, Once. (laughs) Once. With (laughs) Stefan. But we built more relationship on that day. Stefan did it twice. But who's counting? Um, But we built more relationship in that day than we would in a hundred Sundays of Formula One. Because we spoke together. We laughed. We made jokes. We ate. And that is how we build relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. So he's available to us. He's poured out. We can ask for more of that, more infilling, more availability. But unless we walk it out. So I spoke to somebody, yeah, who said that they've heard God's voice like thunder more than once. That's that's something special. Like maybe none of us other guys will ever hear it like that. Right? So that's possible. You can hear God's voice. In my life, God's is been more often found more soft spoken so I normally have to quiet my heart I normally have to go run in a mountain or the other day I just went running on the road to find God for me was God not at my house? no he was but I wasn't in a space where I could hear him so for me if I go running I often I can clear my head of all my stuff And by the time I've done 15 minutes of running, I think I'm tired enough not to think about my stuff. And God enters and goes, now I can talk to you. You're quiet enough. And then I clearly hear his voice. How? Things enter into my heart. And I'm saying my heart, not my brain. Not thought process. But in my heart that I know is not from me. Because... I'd be running away from, from, how, from my home thinking, how am I going to sort this problem out? And I have all these plans, and then I start running, and God often goes, like this week, God goes, stop running. Stop, stop fighting for yourself. I'll fight on your behalf. Stop trying so hard on your own. Like, wait, and see me move on your behalf. I'm not saying that's always the answer. Sometimes we have to fight hard. Sometimes we have to work hard. And then God will say that. But it's in that moment that I know God's spoken. Or he goes, yes. You're it's like I wanted to know what, what should I preach on God? And God goes, yes, that's me. As I start reading his word, I just things just pop up. As we pray together this morning, before the time, all these words just confirm. Rain, falling, another confirmation. God speaks, and he speaks through his spirit to you. But it is in building that relationship. So, does it mean that if somebody is sick and I have a lot of relationship with the Holy Spirit, that that person will always be healed? No. Will he always solve our physical problems? Well, God doesn't say he will. What God says is he'll be with us. He'll encourage us. He'll help us. He'll give us the power to overcome. And one day, when we die, so please don't pray for me when I'm dead. Seriously, don't. <laughs> You can pray for me before I die, but when I'm dead, don't pray for me. I'll be with Jesus. I don't want to come back. (laughs) I might be upset if you bring me back from the dead. (laughs) But until I die, I want to run hard for Jesus. And for that, please pray for me. Pray that I will have the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm praying for you that I will have the power of the Holy Spirit working in my life and through me so that I can reveal God to each and every person through my life and through my words. That when they look at my life, you would go like, there's something different on that guy. I hope you can see it. I can see it because I know who I was before I met God. And that's the thing. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. He shows us the way to the cross. So, this morning, is there somebody here that hasn't given their heart to the Lord, that has not had that experience of coming to the cross? Anybody? Put up your hand if you're that brave and say, I have not felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. great so all of us actually have heard the Holy Spirit at least once because all of us have had that moment where we were convicted of our sin and came to the cross so now what well now we need more of the Holy Spirit in us that's God pouring it into us and then what well then we have to walk it out Then we have to build that relationship day after day. Spend time in the word, pray, quiet our hearts, hear his voice. And then when you hear him speak, follow. Because often we hear God's voice, either silently or as a thunder, and we disobey. Luckily, God the Father is also full of grace and mercy and love. So... Where do we go from here? How do we land this? (laughs) It would be the Justin thing to say. How do I land this? So, if you want more of the Holy Spirit this morning, will you stand with me? And I'll pray for us. Father God, thank you that all of us can come into your presence, that we can make the heartbeat of our hearts. To be in your presence and in your light. Thank you, Father, that you have sent your spirit to speak to us on behalf of you. And, Father, I want to ask this morning that you would just pour out your spirit this morning on each person standing here this morning. Father, that you would just fill us again. Father, we want to be overflowing with your Spirit so that we can even impart that to others, Lord. Father, please come and continuously pour your Spirit into our hearts and into us, Lord. And, Holy Spirit, we want to be sensitive to your voice. Help us hear you. So often, Lord, we... We just don't know how. Come and speak to us today and in this week going forward and and make us more sensitive to you. And Father, I want to pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would be in each one of us. That the power would also be explosive and visible. Father, I do pray that Many signs and wonders will be displayed in your name, Lord. Father, that we would be people walking in your power, visible to the rest of the world. But that they would just bring glory to your name, Father. Not for us to look special like a Luke Skywalker, Lord. But for us to display that we are children of the Almighty God. Our Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can put our faith in you, that we know that you are true to your word, that that's knowledge, Lord, and that it's easy to have faith when we have knowledge. Thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, Father, I pray for encounters this week with you and with, with your Spirit. Holy Spirit, that you would continuously convict us of our lives and Give us the power to look at the cross and to stay in a growing relationship with the Father. Come now, Lord. Amen.